Heavenly Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you'll move on this listener right now in your gentle, loving, powerful, and merciful way as they listen to this message from All Nations Church in Tallahassee. Amen. And would you right now put your hands together and welcome Celine and our student ministries as they come this morning to share some very encouraging testimonies. God bless you. We love you. Good morning. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Still getting over being tired from camp. Welcome, guys. Um, so now we're going to do our testimonies from our kids. Um, Celine is going to come up. And she is going to, I guess, start it off and introduce our kids and tell you about all the great things that we had and did during camp. Hi, good morning, all nations. Bienvenidos. When I tell you these kids were touched, and you will see from their testimony, and there are some here are very shy, very introverted, but they have said yes to giving their testimony to reach that person. And I told them this, like, you may be helping that one person that really has the same story like you do. So just give them your undivided attention and just really support them as they start their testimonies. And the first to start off is Jada Bedford. Thank you guys. Okay, good morning guys. So it was Thursday at camp, Celine asked me, Sorry, my voice is scratchy, I'm not sick, it's from all the singing and worship that we had. But Celine asked me on Thursday if I would be willing to give a testimony. And I was like, yes, absolutely. Like there was so much that happened at camp, I am so ready to give a testimony. And then Friday on the way home, I was like, oh my gosh, there is so much that happened at camp. Like how am I gonna sum it up into one testimony? And so the more I prayed about it and the more I thought about it, I realized that last week I learned that our God is a God of clarification. There's a lot that he clarified, not just in my life, but in like everybody's life at camp. So I'm just gonna share with you guys a couple things that God clarified with me this week. Um, the first thing is that Braden Kugel was sent on this earth to really test my reaction. See if I'm gonna react in anger or if I'm gonna react in grace. And this literally just happened in the green room. I was trying to put on my mascara and he threw a water bottle at me and Catherine did point out that I acted in anger, but that's something that we are slowly working on. <laughs> now with that out of the way, on Tuesday night was probably the most powerful service that I've ever been to in my entire life. Um, Pastor Isaiah was talking about our callings and what we're called to do. And he said that if you're not really sure what you're called to do, but you want God to show it to you, come up to the front. And so I walked up because I've been torn. All I've known is that in my heart that I want to help those who have a hard time helping themselves, but I did not know what that meant. And so I go up and we're all kind of just praying together and I'm seeing this vision of me as a teacher and me as a lawyer. And they're like tugging back and forth and I had no idea. I was like, God, like this is foggy. This isn't really clarifying anything. And then Pastor Isaiah put his hand on my head and he said, let her see it like a movie trailer. And just like that, the music started to play perfectly and I saw me, I was in a white pantsuit, I was in a courtroom, I was looking at the jury, and I remember so vividly, we had won whatever case it was, and I was hugging this tiny little Hispanic lady, she was wearing a navy shirt, and she was sobbing, 
And then after that, it was the courtroom was empty and it was quiet and I had my hand just raised like this. I was facing the front of the courtroom and I wasn't saying anything, but in my mind, it was, I was saying that all glory be to God. So that was the first thing that God had clarified for me that I will go to law school and I will be a lawyer. Um, okay. The second thing that God clarified to me was also on Tuesday night. You know, I thought I had gotten my fill. I was praying over other people and Pastor Isaiah came up, oh, okay, let me give you guys a backstory. Starting kind of at the beginning of this year, around February, I started having really bad, really scary panic attacks. Um, I explained to the girls and the rest of the youth there that in the middle of these panic attacks, it literally feels like I'm dying, like my chest is sinking in and that there's no way out. Um, so Pastor Isaiah put his hand on my head and he started moving his hand, like maneuvering it. And in that moment, it felt like he was rearranging my thoughts. And I started having what felt like a really bad, really scary panic attack. Um, and Pastor Isaiah said, Jada, what you're feeling right now is Jesus. And in that moment, I realized that all the panic attacks I had, everything I thought that was, I was dying from, Jesus is bigger than. And that is something that God clarified for me, that everything that I think is killing me, everything that we think that could be killing us, Jesus is bigger than. Um, I also learned going off of those panic attacks that there's always purpose behind your pain and that's something that people say all the time and I was kind of just like, I'm not seeing it, I'm not feeling it. But then Thursday night, there was a girl who was feeling like she couldn't breathe, who was trying to catch her breath and I was able to say these words that I had so much needed to say into my life about God, give her the breath that she feels like it's taken away from her. Whatever weight is on her chest, God, you take it off. And in that moment, God clarified to me that every painful thing, every scary thing I went through, it had a purpose because now that ripple effect will begin to show. Not only was I able to pray over her, but I pray that she'll be able to pray over people and then it will be like a ripple effect. The last thing I learned, um, there's a lot, but the last thing that was very evident is that the enemy clarifies things also. He was, it was very obvious that he was trying to tear apart our youth group this week. Um, there was a lot that happened on Wednesday. I told y'all I was gonna cry. Um, a lot that happened on Wednesday and Thursday that was just hard. We were all really confused. Um, we had friends going to the hospital. There was just, we were all kind of butting heads or just confused and upset and angry and there were so many emotions. But then Thursday night, we had a night of worship and there was not one arm that wasn't wrapped around someone. There was not one person not praying for someone. And in that moment, I realized that, again, that Jesus is bigger. In one night of worship, there were two days that the enemy was doing so much stuff to try to tear this youth group apart. But in one night of worship, in one night of joining in with Jesus, God united us more than I have ever felt he had ever united us before. Um, so that was my testimony from camp, and I just wanna leave you guys with the fact that everything I explained that was clarified, it's not like I hadn't asked for clarification before. It's not always an in the moment, okay, I need clarification, and then boom, you get it. No, these are prayers that have been prayed to many times and different cries at night, and it just made me realize that God will clarify either in the moment or a little bit in the future or a long time in the future or even he might not even clarify till we get to heaven. But I promise you that our God is a God of clarification on earth and in heaven. Thank you guys.
Hey guys. So, so my name is Jarellis Brigadier, and Celine texted me um, Saturday, and she said, "Do you want to give your testimony?" And I was like, "Okay, I will." I was a little nervous, but here I am. And I just want to thank the people that um, was able, like, I was able to go to camp, and I'm so grateful for that. And before camp, like, I was struggling a little, like, um, not having my faith that much, like, prioritized. And just camp just, like, reassured where I stand in Christ and where I'm supposed to be. So it was Thursday night. Um, we were, like, I was praying, and I was, like, God, like, please, like, break every chain that's, like, um, that's not letting me get closer to you. And we just all, like, started singing, and then Pastor Isaiah came to me, and he prayed for me, and he said, you know, I have some, like, I have problem. I keep in my problems. I don't share them with anybody else. So that's the problem I have, so I keep everything in. So I had a lot of fear and a lot of worry. So Pastor Isaiah said, like, I take away fear and worry in the name of Jesus. And then I just started, like, bawling, crying to, like, to the point where I couldn't breathe and, like, I could barely stand. And while, while we were, um, sorry, while we were, So um, while we were singing, I was like crying, and I was praying to the Lord, like break every chain. And then the song came on, break every chain, and that like made me cry even more. And then Jada, she, Jada came to me, and she hugged me, and she, she said, like that the so I could barely breathe and she was saying I take away what's not letting you breathe in the name of Jesus and she bring and she said let peace be in my heart and everything just just went away okay. and um I'm just so grateful for that and I just want to say that he hears you and he answers your prayers, so don't stop believing. Let's give her a round of applause to overcoming the spirit of fear that was trying to stop her from this testimony. And now we have the next one. Hello, my name is Odal. Carabala. Um, ooh, uh, the Holy Spirit must be so powerful because I could never be up here. <clears throat> all right. Um, all right. So um, I want to start off. Um, as you can see, I'm up here. And, you know, Jesus, help me be brave enough to do this. All right. So um, uh, I think it was Wednesday. Um, I've always been playing around with the thought, you know, like, what am I going to do? What is my purpose? 
And um, on that Wednesday night, um, I went up there because Pastor Isaiah called us up. And um, like, I had like a little movie moment in my mind, like um, like a picture slide of like images and stuff. And I tried thinking of other things, and I was like, okay. So it was, I saw like the youth band, all nations, on different platforms around the world. Um, and we were like praising and touching people's hearts. And it, and I, I was like, okay, wow. Cause we're all nations, like this makes sense. We go all around the world, plant um, the kingdom of God and praise his name. Uh, and I've, um, he confirmed for me that I would be a songwriter because I've, I've been writing songs. I'm off to a very slow start, but I'm doing my best. And I really want to touch people's hearts, and I want people to be delivered by my songs. Um, and most of all, I want to. <laughs> I want to glorify God through my songs. All right. So moving on to Thursday night. That was a very powerful night. Um, I'm not a very emotional person. I usually do not cry <laughs> during really sad movies. You see Eva over here crying her eyes out and I'm over here trying to hold in my tears. Like, I'm, like not a single tear comes out and I'm like. <laughs> um, so um, Thursday night, um, Drellis, she started crying and I was praying over her and I hugged her right? and I, I didn't think I was gonna cry. But then I started like bawling my eyes out and I was like, ooh, okay. <laughs> and it was like the most amazing experience ever. And yeah, and um, uh, and then <laughs> even Jarellis was like, whoa, I've never seen you cry before. I'm like, yeah, but yeah, it was amazing and uh, can't make me realize since I'm homeschooled, I don't have a lot of friends outside of church. So it made me realize that I have the most amazing friends ever and I would never trade them for anything. <laughs> and and uh, yeah, I, <laughs> um, I love them so much and I am proud to be an all nation student here and this church has changed me so much and it has touched me so much and I just, I love this place. I would never leave here. <laughs> All right, thank you, Odalis. So um, my name is Catherine Burnett and before camp, I wasn't really sure if I wanted to even go because I was scared. I had never really been away from my parents for as long as a week and I wasn't sure anything would happen for me there but on the first night of camp um, Pastor Isaiah was talking about how he could feel that there were a bunch a lot of people in the room who had been struggling with um, depression and suicide related things and in the beginning of <laughs> the beginning of 2021 I struggled a lot with just waking up and going to my desk to just do the same thing over and over again because of COVID. And I, I didn't 
want to be here anymore and I had a lot of trouble keeping myself together and every night of camp there was something for me and a bunch of other people that were there and I didn't expect it to happen and he prayed over me and I I couldn't just not cry. I started crying my eyes out because I had been holding on to all of it for so long, and especially at such a young age, it's awful to have to have experienced it. And um, on night two, uh, it was when he was calling people to the altar to ask um, for people who didn't know what they wanted to do in life um, through Jesus. And he prayed over me, and similar to Jada, um, I saw myself in a courtroom um, working with other people because I, my mom has always told me that I'd be a great lawyer. And I also saw myself praying for people, but it was like a battle between the two. and. I just took it as I'm supposed to help people um, throughout my life, whether it's for praying or just bringing justice to other people. And um, on Wednesday night, uh, he, there was every, I said that there was something for me every night and it all just came together. I, I, there wasn't a night that I didn't cry because every single thing he said I knew was meant for me. And I, um, and on Thursday night, uh, it was when, it was worship night and everyone was crying and some of the words were, for the song they were singing, it was like, he, we can feel the chains breaking. And I could feel all of the chains that I had been holding onto for the past two years just breaking off. And I honestly, and um, I wrote down that God has put us here to follow our calling and follow the path of Christianity and to not veer off. And that's what I think I have to do. I have to follow that path. Uh, hi, <laughs> uh, I'm Jordan Lewis. I mean, camp, it was wild, <laughs> if I'm be real. So, um, I got this paper, it says, award for loudest camper. <laughs> and if any of y'all know me, I can be pretty loud, quite loud. But when he was talking about the, uh, the night where if you don't know what you want to do with your life, I had a feeling I was going to speak to people my whole life. My mom said it. And Pastor Isaiah was like, <laughs> I was like speaking to people like Jeremiah, like hot coals, you know? Yeah, that's, that's a lot. And I could see myself speaking to many different people across stages, across teams, just across the whole world. I could see myself speaking to many people. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. <laughs> hey, everyone. Um, my name is Ruba Palmer, and as you can see, I'm not a kid. Um, <laughs> well, 
for those of you that know me may beg to differ, but um, I'm a big kid at heart, but I had the privilege of going to youth camp um, to help as one of the leaders and counsellors. And uh, I went there um, with a heart to serve and a heart to help, and I did not expect um, God to do such a work on me <laughs> while I was there. I was hoping for some of it, but I'm just so incredibly grateful for um, the new... Um, uh, fresh lease on life that I received there and a lot of it is because of the, um, just these guys being exactly what it says in 1 Timothy um, 4.12 um, it says don't look don't let anyone look down on you because you are young but set an example for believers in speech in conduct in love in faith and in purity. And I'm so proud to say that that is what our youth did and does. They set an example in all those things. And um, uh, on Monday, I, I didn't get to camp until Wednesday night because I had to uh, go down to Tampa to uh, the Moffitt Cancer Center to get a PET scan. Some of you may know that I've been fighting cancer for the last, a recurrence of cancer for the last two and a half years. It's been an incredibly difficult battle. It's been very painful. And on Monday, I, on the way to Tampa, I stopped in at the church and had a meeting with Pastor Stephen, Miss Yvonne, because I was having a crisis of faith. I had just had enough of feeling beaten and battered by the storms of life. And um, some of you also may know that uh, my husband left me in October. Um, he had been my rock, he had been the reason I came to this country and he left me while I was going through chemotherapy um, and I found out things that completely shattered my, my heart and in it all there was such a temptation so many times to get, well I was mad at God, I'm not going to pretend I wasn't, I was very mad at God but to let go of my faith. Um, and one of the things I mentioned to Pastor Steve and Miss Yvonne at the meeting was that I just felt like I was blind and couldn't see as I was walking around. I felt like I was walking around with a blindfold on when it came to my faith. I felt like um, I was caught in a tidal wave and I was kept swimming, but I couldn't tell which way was up to get air. So, like, it was just life was just so tumultuous for so long. And, um, and also that my faith had taken a big hit. Um, I've always felt like I had a childlike faith um, and wanted to hold on to that. That's why I think I'm a bit of a big kid sometimes. Um, but I, I'd felt like I just couldn't ask for God for anything anymore. I couldn't believe for anything anymore. I just felt really dry and dead inside. And going to this camp on my way back from after getting my PET scan, and uh, getting some great news from that, by the way. I'm um, in remission. <laughs> Finally, after many, many lines of treatment, I am in remission. I do still have something on my thyroid that was lighting up in the scan that I have to get checked out. Um, but that's kind of minor compared to everything else I've been through. So I'd appreciate your prayers into that. But. Um, I got that news, went to camp, and it was like, okay, the physical is better, but the spiritual needs to get better. And thanks to these 
wonderful, wonderful young people that we have and our amazing youth leader. My goodness, Celine, she was here for such a time as this. She, I got, I'm getting goosebumps as I talk about Celine. I'm so incredibly proud of her, her servant heart, her heart to just love these, each kid in an individual way, whatever their needs may be. We are so blessed to have her, but not just our kids, but also the other kids from the other schools and the worship band. Everyone was ministering to me and most importantly, God was ministering to me and refilling me with that childlike faith, that faith that is like, I'm so dependent on you, God, and I'm not trying to be something I'm not. I'm just trying to be what you want me to be. And that got restored to me as well. And um, I just want to encourage you all with this other scripture that I have um, in Matthew 18, verses 1 to 3. The disciples were asking Jesus, who is greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And he called a little child to him and said, truly, I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. And so these guys are setting an example for us in faith, in purity, in life. And they're also presenting a challenge to us. You know, why is it that every Sunday they're the first ones down at the altar? And then you see a few adults trickle down. It's because they have that childlike faith and nothing is hindering that. Adult life can just become so tedious, so tiresome, so burdensome sometimes. And we just need to remember that what, en what enters us into the kingdom of heaven is being childlike. It's coming back to Christ with that childlike spirit where self-consciousness, fear of failure, fear of people, fear of man, all that gets put to the side and we just come to God with that childlike faith and we let go and we worship him in spirit and in truth. And so... Um, Obviously, the, my, my next, um, the next person coming to talk epitomizes that. That's Bailey. So I'm going to hand it over to her. But um, I just encourage you to just keep that childlike faith. And if it goes, just keep pressing in to get that back because that's how we enter the kingdom of heaven. Thank you. Hey, guys. My voice is gone, so bear with me. But I'm Bailey Johnson. And when I tell you my story, I'm telling it to bring life to you guys. I'm telling it to be something that will encourage you and keep you going. So last year at camp, I don't know who all was here, who all wasn't here, but I very specifically had the burden on my heart to bring heaven to earth, right? So as I went through my year, and this is of high school, so I asked God, how can I do this? I was very much excited and encouraged, and I was just wondering, how do I do this? What can I do to do this? But as a high schooler, it can be very hard. I went through one of the like, hardest years of my life, I can say that for sure. I, I lost a stepbrother. There were other things because I chose to seek God for that year, and I really did. Um, there were just things that were very hard, but the entire time he was next to me, there was a verse that Pastor Isaiah gave us, and I lost it, but it was basically, as you go into those foreign territories, God is always with you. So as I chased after God for this entire year, I begged and pleaded, and finally, in about there was June 10th where he gave me to be intentional because I wanted to share Jesus. I wanted others to have the love, and he told me to be intentional. 
And then the next week in Montana, he showed me through Pastor Bruce to share Jesus without opening your mouth. Your actions speak louder than your words. And now, fast forward to camp. Last year at camp, there were so many things that happened, and I think a lot of us can agree that for the people who went both years, that last year had a different purpose than this year. Last year, there were people, and it literally felt like it was heaven on earth. This year, Satan was inside of the He was trying real hard, but as many of you know, when there are people like the song that we were singing today, God, we just want you. God, we just want you. When you have people in a congregation that just want you, we know that his goodness will prevail. And some scriptures that have really been keeping me strong in this, and at camp he presented to me through, there was a girl named Ashen Hall last year. And Ashen Hall had one of the biggest testimonies from being depressed, and she passed away on Thanksgiving. But her story that she had, after she left camp last year, she was on fire for God. When she was in school, she gave people sticky notes that said, oh, your shirt's cute today. Or she just spread the love of God everywhere she went. And her family has made and lightened up the world with her testimony. And it meant so much to me because I had no idea that one of the people who was saved and brought to life, truly living, that was at once the walking dead, depressed, alone, down in the dumps, felt like they were in a grave, but she was brought to life and truly living and was sharing the love of God everywhere she went. She, w she passed away, but she went on fire for God and she went out with a bang. So it really encouraged me because to know that the little things that we do matter. She told everyone the little things that you do matter and it does because she went on fire for God and she passed away but we know where she is. She sang the song, um, from now till I walk streets of gold, I'll sing of how you saved my soul. And so everyone knows the place that she has in heaven. And the scriptures that were speaking on my heart before camp was loving your enemies. This is in Luke 6, and I want us to write this on the tablets of our heart. I want us to truly make this the way that we live, because without this, we are going to get put down by the enemy. But this truly is a key. So this is in Luke 6, 27, love your enemies. But to who... But to who those are listening, I say, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. If someone slaps you on your cheek, turn to them the other also. If someone takes your coat, do not withhold your shirt from them. Give to everyone who asks you. And if anyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. Do to others as they would have them to as you would have them do to you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. And if you lend to those from whom you expect repayment, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners, expecting to be repaid in full but love your enemies, do good to them, and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great, and you will live like children of the Most High God, because he is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. Be merciful just as your Father is merciful. And this was something that strongly spoke on my heart before camp, and by Ashton Hall's story that was revealed to us. 
that even though she passed away, before she passed away, she went out loving those who didn't love her. She was crying to her parents and her family because she would love and she would show the grace of God to people, but then they would persecute and be rude to her. And she would cry about that, but she kept, she didn't let it stop her. And I want it to not let it stop you guys. And to know that the little things that we do really do matter and it really can change someone's life it just, it changed, it changed my heart and my life because I do want us to bring heaven to earth. But right now there is a strong hold that Satan is trying to attack. And if we are able to keep on going and persevering and praying for those who attack us and who and the enemy is using against us, then we can let that happen. If we can become invincible, if we can know and brush it off, then we are, we are going to stay in line with what God has for us. And there's another scripture that's in Luke 10, and it says, for, the, for I saw Satan fall like lightning, and we, and, and we are able to walk among scorpions and snakes, and we will not be harmed, and we won't rejoice because we said it, but we'll rejoice because our names are written in heaven. So the power of God lives within all of us. The power of God is so present. And I just ask that whatever is coming against you, whatever is binding you in ropes, that you will just press in and trust God as you're going through them to bring heaven to earth, but also to be, to be able to be Jesus to those who need it the most. And that's all I have for you guys. Let's give another round of applause for our students. When I say can't really touch them, I know it touched me and leaders. First, I wanna thank all that sponsored the youth in summer camp from the congregation and online. I like to give numbers because I want you to see what you're pouring into really did. We were able to assist or give full ride scholarships to at least 15 students. It was almost over $2,000 that were given to these students. Thank you for believing in them. Thank you for investing in them and thank you for praying for them. Like some said, we did have some struggles in camp. I will say it was a lot. There were moments where I was like, God, okay, what are we doing here? Like, we're here for camp. But I think of it in this way. What was exposed, what was brought to light, we are gonna handle it because the enemy is no longer gonna have strongholds over these kids. So I ask you in prayer to join us and parents to pray over these youth because yes, they know the calling, the devil knows the calling over these children, over these youth, over what they're overcoming. And he's trying to bring them back slowly, but not anymore. So I ask you to join us in prayer over them because they have a bright future. They're our next generation soon. They will be the ones here leading everything. Soon, Mr. Tom, sorry, Haley's might take over your place. But <laughs> I am just saying, continue them in prayer. And also, there was a moment, I haven't really spoken to anybody about it, just between me and God. There was one student that had to go to the hospital. Um, she is fine, thank God. But while in the hospital, I mean, while in the ambulance ride with her in there, I was, honestly, I was getting mad with God. I was like, why God, why are you letting her feel this? Why are you letting her get sick? Why are you letting her get attacked? But then at that moment, after the whole wise, 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 but, I still trust you, but I know you're gonna take care of her, but I know this is gonna be part of her testimony. And the whole time at camp, I don't have kids. I'm 
a certain age. I just had a birthday yesterday, so I'm now 29. But just having all these kids say, Celine, Miss Celine, Selenia, like I honestly starting to know who was calling me by their voice. That's how much they were calling like, oh, I know it's Eva, or oh, I know it's Jada or Bailey. Like that's how much I was picking up their voices. And I bring this to you. God knows when you're calling him. He recognizes your voice. It's unique. It's not like others. So just keep calling on him. I have in Psalm 51:10, created me a clean heart, O God, and renewed a right, renew a right spirit within me. During those moments, I had to give a devotion on Wednesday morning to just the girls. And I was really transparent with my testimony. I told them exactly what happened. We're not gonna go there today, that's probably for another time. But I wanted to be vulnerable with them of what I have gone through in my past, even before I got saved and while I was saved. This year has been one of the toughest years I've had so far. But it shows me that the enemy is really trying hard to attack all of us, not from youth, but to leaders and also to parents. And it showed me like, no God, I trust you. I know you're gonna guide me. I know you're gonna be the strength. And I know there's the congregation that's praying for me and also the youth. But it just showed me that the enemy knew what he was coming against, which was our youth. And he was trying hard. He was trying so hard. Even though I wasn't there Thursday night for the night of worship, I was still there with God in the hospital. And we went to um, the University of Florida Shands Pediatric Hospital. And when I stepped outside because I had to take a phone call, I seen little babies come in there crying with pain from different ages. And I was like, you know what, God? Like, even though this has been a hard past two days, I know I still have work to do. I know I still have youth to help. I know I still have youth to empower. And not just for me, because all the glory is for God, for his kingdom. And just know that we're going to be pushing through. So if you see these kids, just stop them. Pray with them. Ask them, what do you need? What prayers do you need? What guidance do you need? Because they need that support behind them. They need to know we have your back. I like when I called Pastor Thursday morning after the calming of the storm and he's like Celine we have your back we trust you we know that you're gonna guide these kids I am happy for the youth leaders that came because they helped me so much it was like a family and sometimes in families you have rough moments but guess what we still get to love on each other we still get to embrace each other and also the theme of the summer camp, which we didn't wear our shirts because some of us are wearing our shirts now, but it was shine bright. I ask that sometimes in your testimony, you do mistakes. Sometimes in your testimony, your life is hard. Unfortunately, life does deal you wrong cards, but you can use that because God is going to redeem it all to show and help others. So at this moment, I have an altar call. If you feel like you have messed up with your testimony or you feel like you don't have the energy to keep on going you've been hit too many times i just welcome you to the altar because we have a great group of people that already know who are going to pray for you so i just welcome you and don't feel like you're the only one don't feel like you can't get up at this moment if everybody could stand don't feel like oh they're gonna see me up there again it's okay 
God sees your heart. God is waiting for you to take those steps to let go of anything that you may have. So if you have something you want to release, if you want a renewed faith, if you want just a clearer vision with God, I welcome you to the altar at this moment. And don't feel shy, trust me. Sometimes it just takes a bold step of faith to come up. You made it to the end of the message, and now what? Is God leading you to make a change? Are you needing a good church home where you can grow and help others grow as you fulfill your part in the body of Christ? Then we invite you to join us at All Nations Church on Sharer Road in Tallahassee, a multicultural church founded on the truth of God's Word and the power of the Holy Spirit. Our Sunday morning service is at 10.30 and Wednesday night service at 7, plus youth group and kid power and small groups and more. For more information, visit our website, allnationstallahassee.com.